Well, hello. There's a substantial scientific push to create energy. This is beneficial. I recently had a chance to sit down with MC Jedi, formerly known as MC1 Ethan Miller, who had gotten out of the Navy and is living his best boring life. The reason why I'm sitting with him is because of a story he was a part of that will, well, energize us. I'm MC2, Brent Pyfram, and welcome to Ears Adrift. Ethan recently had a sit-down with Mr. Patrick Cross, a principal investigator of marine energy at the University of Hawaii about technology dealing with energy buoys. How's life outside of the Navy for me, MC1? It uh, hasn't sunk in yet, I'll say that. I keep feeling like I'm going to be driving to base every morning, so... Before we get into the story, you had some nuisances happening before your interview even started. Yeah, um, so... <clears throat> Hawaii is uh, an island paradise, right? But it, everyone wants to be there, I think. That and uh, we were shooting on three different military bases, so there was all sorts of noise whenever. If it's wind one day, if it's uh, <laughs> helicopters doing like flybys every so often. Those were actually uh, civilian helicopters too, not even military ones. They just kept circling over. I think they were curious what this giant uh, yellow piece of machinery floating in the water was because that was the actual energy buoy that we were standing by when it happened. So. <laughs> so going into the story, what ran through your mind? Well, uh, I I was very interested in the concept of this. We we recently did another story on uh, converting seawater to fuel, basically, and I noticed that there's been a spike in this whole concept of renewable energy or uh, like just different sources to power our fleet, and I was very interested in, in what they were doing with us out there. Plus, they're very passionate about what they're doing, and that just rang through with all the, the talking up front that we did going in. And you got to work with Dr. Cross. Dr. Cross. And this story was about renewable energy through buoys. Uh, it was it was pretty cool. Uh, it was a little harder to orchestrate than I initially expected getting out there, because uh, when you read about this stuff online, it seems like this massive operation they're doing, but the actual uh, people who are running it, it boils down to basically you know, two sometimes three guys at a time, and trying to coordinate that was uh, was pretty interesting, but it's it was a really cool trip. Yeah, so so very broadly, uh, our institute is involved in a, in a range of uh, renewable energy and alternative fuels and grid integration of renewable energy uh, projects, a uh, pretty wide range of stuff. But specifically, our small group is focused on supporting the Navy's wave energy test site and also developing some of our own uh, wave energy-related projects. Wait a minute, wait a minute. So what are we talking about here? We're talking about researchers creating a way to produce energy through waves and a buoy. A buoy? Well, it was a, it was a pretty exciting interview because most of this happened uh, off mic, but uh, talking to him about it, it, we were able to speak more clearly about some things that I expected. He actually is a former Navy officer. He was a oceanographer for the Navy, so he did basically a lot of this, you know, weather research and uh, ocean research for the Navy before he started doing it on the outside. Talking to him, I learned a lot. One, I thought that, you know, this was sort of like when you hear ocean buoy, that there was a set style for it. Like when you see a windmill, you're like, okay, that wind pushes the turbine, it spins, it goes. But for these buoys, there's there's a variety of ways they work. Some of them, there is a uh, like a plunger in the middle that gets pushed up by the flow of the waves and the air pressure below it. There's other ones that function with water flow through them that spins a turbine uh, and such like that. The, uh, wave energy uh, conversion is, is all about extracting energy that 
that lives in the waves or resides in the waves um, in, and converting it into electricity. So uh, there are widely different ways of doing that. Um, some, some devices are called point absorbers, which just are, think of a buoy that's moving around on the surface of the ocean and converting that motion in a range of different ways into electrical generation. This concept behind me here, the ocean energy device, is what's called an oscillating water column, uh, where the, the, the motion of the waves, the surge of the waves beneath the water line uh, forces air through an air chamber and through a turbine, uh, an air turbine, which spins in one direction, whether it's pushing or pulling, um, and generates electricity that way. You said this took three interviews, and one of them was in a special location, right? Uh, three, three interviews, yeah. So um, we did one uh, in person by the energy buoy uh, to you know, kind of get the visual of the whole thing, and we actually got to walk out on it and see it. Uh, and then one at the launch site where they're gonna be sending it out. Um, it's called the Wave Energy Test Site, uh, WETS for short. Um, and that's where they actually test these things over a pretty much a full year uh, to see how much you know potential energy they could generate over time. Uh, and then we followed that one up in the actual bunker. Um, they have this, this lab where they actually record all of the data from the energy test site that's still there, but it's a World War II bunker they've converted into a uh, basically computer lab for them to run stuff out of. It's, it's pretty cool. Came across any rats? No, no rats. Uh, a lot of weird bugs in Hawaii, but no rats. I might have ended the interview if I saw a rat. Yeah, be exactly. <laughs> but there you were in this <laughs> World War II bunker and a buoy out in the ocean. And it's pretty cool. Learned a lot of interesting things. Like the the reason they use the test site out here is it's pretty consistently uh, good waves, if that makes sense. Like it's an open area off the coast of Hawaii. Um, the back of this golf course on, uh, what is it? The uh, Marine Corps Base Hawaii. So this beautiful golf course spreading out. And then we have to get in like our cars, drive through these thick grasses up this sandy dune, unsure of where we're going, find this World War II bunker and just open water out the other side. Uh, but they have it there. And then once they test there, they like to take these buoys out to uh, the North Atlantic, like off the coast of Ireland, where the waves are a lot more intense to see what they can do, whereas there it's much more gentle and consistent. Out there they can get to be some huge swells, so um, it's pretty cool. Um, that, and also we learned a bit about the potential uh, of powering that these things could do or what they'd be used for. And, you know, one buoy on its own has a, a pretty high output. Um, one on its own doesn't do the trick. They'd actually make a, a farm out of these, where they, they drop a whole bunch of these buoys out there together, and they could do things like uh, be used to power uh, autonomous vehicles or uh, you know, just a, a way to give a little extra boost to ships out there in, you know, in the sea at the time. So It has a 500 kilowatt turbine on it. So that's sort of the best case. That's what the turbine could produce if forced optimally by the waves. Um, in general, and in, in, in the mean, over the course of a year, it will produce significantly less than that, uh, maybe 100, 150, something like that, kilowatts. Uh, so that's not a huge amount of power. That's, uh, if you think of a typical uh, solar photovoltaic system on a, on a household that might be three to seven kilowatts. Um, it doesn't take too many households to add up to as much power as this very expensive project will generate. So it's a fairly small amount of power that could perhaps provide consistent power to maybe 50 homes or something like that is one way to look at it.
So now we wonder what's the Navy's involvement in this whole thing because this seems endless. What do you see in the future for this? It, it really does feel like the possibilities are like, and this is, when you, when you have something like this, it's not so much about solving a problem, but creating a new tool, if that makes sense. Like, you know, industrial revolution happened because of a screw, basically, or that whole concept. It's, it's not that we don't have the ideas, that we don't have the, you know, the brain power to come up with these amazing uses for it. It's that we don't even know that it's a tool yet. So I think as it becomes more and more of a, a powerful thing, this renewable energy source taking what's around us and, you know, having that aid us in our own mission, it's just gonna blow up. So here we are with another way to produce energy with natural elements. I really do think there's a whole new world of possibilities out there that are being harnessed for the benefit of the planet. Between the Ocean Energy Company and the Naval Research Laboratory, we're headed into a direction that many have dreamed of. Thanks to Ethan Miller for giving us more insight into this whole thing, and I wish him the best now that he's gotten out of the world's greatest Navy. Okay, guys, that's it for this episode of Ears Adrift. Keep us on your radar for new episodes each month. You can listen to us on your favorite podcast outlets, our Facebook, or our website at www.ah.mil. Thanks again for tuning in. I'm MC2 Brent Pyfram, and I hope to hear from you soon. <laughs>